be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> That song is called Acid and Fapping. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good to see you. I told you. Can I see Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Psst. 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of Always Free On The Road Special Edition. Today is July 6th, and I am hightailing it from the Idaho Prism Gathering down to the New Mexico Prism Gathering to finish out the four corners of the country. Today, we bring you audio recordings from the Katua Solstice Gathering, the Pennsylvania Prism Regional Nerd Rainbow Gathering, 
as well as the Idaho Prism Gathering as well. Uh, we're going to have a sampling of songs and stories and shooting the shit and obviously, of course, more news articles about the Rainbow Gatherings happening all around the country. And uh, we are even going to give you a peek into our logistical conversations with a uh, audio recording of a conversation that we had with uh, the Forest Service and Resource Officers at the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering. So all of that coming up on mutinyradio.fm, the place where you can listen to Always Free for two hours every week on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 Pacific Time, San Francisco time. You can also listen to any back episodes by going to wherever you get your podcasts and searching for the word Always Free. That's A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-F-R-E-E, all one word. Enjoy the show. Thousands of people from all over the country are gathering in the Carson National Forest in Taos County for what's known as the Rainbow Family Gathering. But during past gatherings, these haven't always been peace and love, and that has some people concerned. News 13's Jamie Seymour explains. Campers are flocking to a New Mexico National Forest, but not for a traditional 4th of July cookout. They're called the Rainbow Family Gathering. The idea of Rainbow is a prayer for peace. The idea of Rainbow is all cultures, all backgrounds, all walks of life. Many of the attendees, referring to themselves as hippies, say the annual event is to connect with nature and discuss political and environmental issues. They've been doing this for about 50 years, and they do a big annual gathering on a national forest every summer, with it culminating on the 4th of July. Well, around 500 people from all over the country have already set up in the Carson National Forest north of Sipapu. Next week, that number is expected to grow to more than 5,000. And in the past, the group hasn't had the best reputation. Everything from drugs to leaving a huge mess behind, even some violence. An Albuquerque man has already been arrested near the gathering for allegedly driving drunk and recklessly. But the U.S. Forest Service says officers are routinely patrolling to make sure the space is respected and protected. The forest is in stage one fire restrictions. Those went into effect last week. And so we've been sharing that information with them, ensuring that they're following all of those restrictions. However, law enforcement, like the Taos County Sheriff's Office, have received concerns from locals. So much so, a public meeting was held today to address any questions or concerns. Some are like, let them be, and others are like, uh, this is not a desirable group that we want to boost our economy or tourism. In the meeting, the Forest Service clarified issues like the fact that pot is not allowed in the forests and to handle human waste, trenches will be dug away from waterways. Still, some worry about other forms of waste buildup like trash. Leaving behind that much waste and uh, trash is definitely going to have an impact on an area that the locals historically have used as a resource for their livelihood. Those set up for the Rainbow Family Gathering say they plan to clean up after themselves and invite any locals to journey up the mountain to see what the event is all about. We encourage anybody with their concerns to please come up and talk to us. I will be here all the way through the last ditch of cleanup. Jamie Seymour, KRQE News 13. In 2009, the Rainbow Family Gathering wanted to meet in the same area, but after residents raised concerns, it was moved to the Santa Fe National Forest near Cuba. This year's gathering runs from July 1st through July 7th. I'm sitting here at the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering with Gaia, and she's going to tell us a memory from the Georgia Gathering. Um, when I was, I made a few friends, and one of my friends had a wagon, and we were going to play a game, so I sat in the wagon and pretended to be the queen, and we went down the trail, and we went to a bunch of camps pretending I was the queen, and they would, um, 
put me in the wagon and carry me around everywhere. And it was really fun, even though it was probably really tiring. But it was fun. It was um, fun, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Awesome. Well, thank right. you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thousands of hippies to come to Carson National Forest for Rainbow Gathering. KOAT7 Action News, June 29, 2021. Rio Arriba County, New Mexico. Thousands of self-described hippies are expected to descend upon the Carson National Forest over the 4th of July holiday weekend. The 2021 Rainbow Gathering is slated for July 1 through 7. According to the group's website, the group's prayer for world peace has happened at a different national forest every year since 1972. People from all over the country come to these gatherings and crowds typically range from 2,000 to 10,000 people. In 2004, the group gathered in the Santa Fe National Forest where more than 10,000 were in attendance. At that time, one local business owner told KOAT he was loving it and making money hand over fist. The businesses are loving it. It's bringing a boost to the economy, Mickey Herrera with Cosmo's Grocery Store told KOAT after the 2004 event wrapped up. The Forest Service has brought in a Type 3 incident management team to handle the event. We're managing this Rainbow National event similar to any kind of fire, Carson National Forest Supervisor James Duran told the Taos News. He goes on to say that communication so far with the group has been mostly positive, and they are working to provide the best possible outcome. Duran said that they estimate there will be between 2,000 and 5,000 in attendance, and told the Taos News that given the event size, inevitably there will be impacts, some positive and some less so. The group will gather along Forest Road 76 in the corridor area on the Camino Real District on the Carson National Forest. The Stage 1 fire restrictions that had been in place in the Carson National Forest will end on June 30th, according to a recent Forest Service news release. Although Stage 1 restrictions on campfires and smoking will be lifted, forest managers urge visitors to continue to use extreme caution around campfires and other potential ignition sources by following campfire safety procedures, the release read. I'm sitting here at the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering with Chongus, and this is his first gathering. He's going to tell us a little bit about what he's experienced out in the woods this week. So in the woods this week, I've experienced friendships and relationships and getting to know a lot of people. I've experienced hiking and the, the uh, difficulties of hiking. <laughs> I've been able to go places and see new things, and I definitely recommend this. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thousands of people are heading to the Carson National Forest this week for the 49th annual Rainbow Family Gathering. News 13's Jamie Seymour went up the mountain to meet those already setting up camp and to see what brings them all together. A strum of the guitar, a beat, and a tune break up the silence of the mountains deep in the Carson National Forest in Taos County. As hundreds descend for the 49th Rainbow Family Gathering, first founded in 1972. Being up here above 10,000 feet, we felt like we would be less impact on Mother Nature. But what is a rainbow gathering? Think Woodstock. Corey Moore, who goes by Useless, says it's a place for people of all walks of life and backgrounds to come together to pray for peace. From, from you know, the cowboys sitting and talking to the hippies who, who are joking with the biker kids, that the train hopper kids are coming around. Every year, thousands come from around the country to a designated national forest for a week or so. 
This year, they're splitting into four smaller groups around the U.S. because of the pandemic. Some choosing a spot northeast of Sipapu with around 5,000 expected this year. One of Jonathan Zapp's first gatherings was 26 years ago near Taos. But at that time, um, gatherings, rainbow gatherings were a lot larger. We probably had 30,000 people. The longtime school teacher comes to interpret dreams and give oracle readings. Different people here do different kinds of services. Everything is given away freely. This couple going by Drifter and Jellyfish say it's now a lifestyle for them. It's like uh, where you go to meet all your best friends you never knew you had. You can come out here and you can be yourself and not get shamed for it. The nomadic rainbows say many will stay behind after the event, officially running July 1st through the 7th to clean up any waste left behind. Jamie Seymour. KRQB News 13. Right now, stage one fire restrictions are in place for the Carson National Forest, meaning campfires, charcoal grills, and wood stoves are only allowed in approved sites. The Forest Service and Towns County Sheriff's deputies are patrolling the area while the group is up there.
Don't Fear the Rainbow, Taos News, by Charles Anderson, June 30th, 2021. I read the hate letter, Go Away Rainbow, that Steve Samuel wrote and was published in last week's paper. He certainly characterizes the rainbow people as being a danger to others and to our community, and he builds a stereotype that none of us would like. Forest Service Road 439 is a favorite place where I like to hike and get exercise. I therefore went up there Friday, June 25th, to see what was happening. The campsite for the advanced party of rainbows was totally deserted and completely cleaned up. There was no trash to be found anywhere, and to me, it looked like it has always looked. A nice place to have a party. No damage had been done. I am concerned about stereotyping and the ranting and raving that goes with it. I think we could easily call white men, white men angry and dangerous based on the January 6th event at the White House, and yet I know that is not the case. I even have a few white male friends, and even Republicans, and they are actually quite nice and considerate of others, not dangerous at all. Remember, there are apt to bad apples in any large group, but that does not mean the whole lot should be condemned. I wish the Rainbow Gathering good luck in their new location, and thanks very much for leaving the campground on 439 clean and in good shape. Respectfully submitted, Charles Anderson, Taos. Here I am at the kitchen at the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering with Dale, and he's going to tell us a rainbow story. Hi, I've been to another gathering here in Pennsylvania. It was in 1986, up by heart's content, and uh, oh, it was deep and dark forest and it was a moonless night and I was walking barefoot I went everywhere barefoot in those days and I hit my toe hard on one of the rocks or at the regional there are people running into rocks like that well mine tore wide open and so I went down to the Center for Alternative Living Medicine the Colm Mash Center and now those days that was a a real that was a real operation there there was people pulling tumors out of people and uh but i just needed my toe fixed and brother a black brother from the deep south named spirit helped me and he while he's bandaging it up he told me about feet he said that where in his household where he grow, grew up uh, his parents made people take their feet their shoes off before they came in the house and if they didn't like the look of their feet they would uh they wouldn't let them in they wouldn't let anyone with the devil's feet into their house but he just telling me all this to calm me down and lead up to tell him to teaching me how to see with my feet and he uh mentioned the shocker system that the eastern people talk about and said there are also thousands or thousands of little micro chakras and he let me open up the chakras in my toes and then i could walk safely barefoot just about anywhere <laughs> Marionville Community Helpful in Rainbow Family Gathering, uh, posted by ClarionExtra.com by Stacy Gross, June 30th, 2021. Pennsylvania. At noon on Tuesday, there were 310 people at the Rainbow Family of Love and Light Regional Gathering in the forest between Marionville and Ridgeway. According to Chris Leeser, Public Affairs Officer for the U.S. Forest Service, the family typically gather for about a week or so, followed by a culminating event. The Forest Service and the family, he said, have been working well together so far this year. According to Leeser, the Forest Service coordinated with local government, state police, and Ridgeway police to keep the gathering safe in a process that has been 
extraordinary. We are very thankful. The community has been so helpful. The family chose their location with no complication with the Forest Service, Leeser said. A resource team evaluates the site for overall health before the arrival of the family's seed camp, which will spend up to a month ahead of the official gathering, preparing the area, building mud ovens, digging latrines, and otherwise setting up. The resource team also takes note of any archaeological sites or endangered species in the site chosen. When those issues are involved, Leeser said, we do offer them suggestions on how to treat that area. More than suggestions, the family also is given a list of criteria to meet in order to remain without conflict with the Forest Service. Mostly, Leeser said, it revolves around making sure the family makes good on their ideals, shared on their website of pack it in and pack out. The leave-no-trace mentality espoused by hikers and others recreating in national spaces, Leeser said, has held true to the best of his knowledge with family gatherings in the past. They've definitely been open to dialogue with us, he said. Information is also given, according to Leeser, so that those coming to the gathering can identify and be safe around local wildlife. At the current site, Leeser warned about ticks and rattlesnakes. The family must also agree to remediate their space when finished with the gathering, and according to Leeser, they usually leave a group behind who are responsible for the site remediation. Why here? I mean, look around you. It's beautiful here. How could you ask for a more beautiful place, Massachusetts resident Robert Bubbs Ellis said. He and his high school sweetheart, Jennifer Barron, came to the regional gathering near Owl's Nest as part of an overall nomadic lifestyle. The pair, he said, traveling across, travel across the country, picking up odd jobs and moving as weather and the spirit dictate. According to Ellis, the family isn't a strict organization. It's more of a collection of misfits and people who feel out of place in what most consider the real world. Some members of the family, he said, legally changed their names, sometimes more than once. Next year, he said, I'm changing my name to Captain Bubs Wander Yonder. I'm going to be Captain Wander Yonder. I get really depressed, said an Arkansas woman who goes by the name Allie Change online and at gatherings. I put pictures on the wall, something different to look at. I feel like a caged tiger out there. When she's in the forest at a gathering, she said, I can be by myself. I can wear a costume every day and no one's freaked out. I can be how I want to be. A family member from Indiana who chose not to share her name travels and gathers with her children, a two-year-old and a baby, and has been living in her van for the past three years. I was so depressed, she said. I just get so upset out there. I finally decided and sold everything, and since I've been in that van, it's the happiest I've ever been. The woman fed her baby while the child played with several others nearby. Yes, all the time, she said when asked whether she gets any pushback for her lifestyle because of her children, from my family, my parents, my family back home. It's that allowance for novel thinking and communal living, Change said, that keeps her in the family and going to gatherings. It really is a village, she said. You see a baby crying, you give it a toy. It's not that anyone's watching somebody else's child at a gathering. We're all watching each other.
New Mexico Forest draws crowd for annual Rainbow Gathering. A unique cast of characters is gathering in a remote stretch of forest in northern New Mexico. Associated Press by Cedar Atanasio, July 3rd, 2021. Carson National Forest, New Mexico. Across a mile-long stretch of forest in a remote part of northern New Mexico, the party is in full swing. Tense, dotted mountain meadows flanked by dense stands of trees. Makeshift kitchens were erected to feed the hundreds of people, gathering for what would be a weekend-long celebration attended by grandmothers, families with children, and others in search of peace, camaraderie, and perhaps to smoke a little weed. This is the Rainbow Family. The Carson National Forest, just beyond the tourist enclave of Taos, was chosen as the spot for this year's national gathering. But people also were congregating for the July 4th celebration in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. The so-called Rainbow Gathering, which draws an array of characters who range from office workers looking to get away from the daily grind to nature lovers and those who have mastered van life, was set to culminate Sunday in a silent hand-holding circle punctuated by a loud ohm. Normally, the gathering, which was first held in 1972 in Colorado, draws about 10,000 people to a single forest. This year, the participants are less numerous and heading to regional meetups because of COVID-19 concerns. Last July 4th, regulars joined each other online to home from home. For Gina Mama G Prince, the gathering is about peace. For others, they are united by anti-authoritarianism rooted in the religious and congregational freedoms guaranteed by the First Amendment. With pandemic restrictions easing, Prince said, she was happy to be at her first rainbow gathering since 2019 when the event was held in Wisconsin. I've been counting the moments to come out here, said the 67-year-old Florida resident who picked up a fellow rainbow participant in Tennessee on the way. Wary of the virus and bogged down with underlying health concerns, her partner stayed in Florida. In one camp, cooks prepared sweet strawberry pastries and served them to whoever was around the campfire. Money is frowned upon at the gathering, and participants bring food donations to share. Volunteers run every aspect of the camp, from piping water out of streams to digging latrines to cleaning up the camp and picking up trash. Drum circles are a nightly event. So are fireside discussions about everything from dinner plans to the nature of existence and metaphysics. The annual gatherings also draw close scrutiny from the U.S. Forest Service. Officials with the Carson National Forest held an online forum last month for residents to ask questions about enforcing drug laws, respecting sacred tribal lands in the forest, and the plan for taking out the trash. Forest Service officials say gatherings in recent years left surprisingly little impact on water, erosion, and other areas of concern to forest officials. With a fraction of the normal participants this year, the concerns are even fewer. Still, rangers had seized an undisclosed number of guns and cited people for things as minor as a cracked windshield. Other charges involved marijuana and methamphetamine possession. For decades, the Rainbows have complained that law enforcement assigned to patrol them have used any excuse to pull them over and search them. Prince said she and another woman were searched on their way into the gathering and her friend's marijuana stash was seized. 
New Mexico this week legalized the recreational use of marijuana, but it's still illegal on federal land. They pulled people over and took all their weed, Prince said, pulled over a couple of grandmas. The gathering normally boasts a giant bakery hauled up mountainsides by hand and constructed out of metal barrels. Volunteers crank out as many as 8,000 dinner rolls per night from their perch in the woods. It takes about 35 of us to make the magic happen, said longtime Rainbow member Daryl Showerman of Taos. There are perils that can come with camping in a remote spot at high altitude. On Friday, an elderly man with cancer fell gravely ill. It took an SUV, a Forest Service pickup truck, and an ambulance to get him to a spot miles down the mountain where he could be loaded into a helicopter and taken to a hospital. Along the way, he was tended to by John Hartberg, a 33-year-old physician from New Orleans who was attending the event. Shirtless and wearing a hat and turquoise stethoscope, he declined to comment on the patient's condition, citing medical privacy rules. Usla Gregory, 45, of Taos, said the patient was his best friend. We share the same astrological signs, he said, before breaking into tears. After the July 4th celebration, rainbows who choose to participate in a selection committee will pick a spot for next year's gathering. Insiders suggest that Colorado is the leading contender. <laughs> I can feel my heart beat Beating to the rhythm of the freedom song If I say yes to the beat in me I can set my spirit free I can feel your heart beat Beating to the rhythm of the freedom song If I say yes to the beat in me I can set my spirit free I can feel your heart beat Beating to the rhythm of the freedom song if I say yes to the beat in me, I can set my spirit free. I can feel your heart beat, beating to the rhythm of the freedom song. If I say yes to the beat in me, I can set my spirit free. Rise up to the power of the mountain, love is the cup, my body is the fountain I drink. From the center of the sun, my soul is the infinite one that feels the beat of the drum, drum, drum. Drum. Rise up to the power of the mountain, love is the cup, my body is the fountain I drink. From the center of the sun, my soul is the infinite one that feels the beat of the drum, 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 drum. Rise up to the power of the mountain, love is the cup, my body is the fountain I drink. From the center of the sun, my soul is the infinite one that feels the beat of the drum. Drum, 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 rise up to the power of the mountain, love is the cup, my body is the fountain I drink. From the center of the sun, my soul is the infinite one that feels the beat of the drum, 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 drum. Rise up to the power of the mountain, love is the cup, my body is the fountain I drink. From the center of the sun, my soul is the infinite one that feels the beat of the drum. Drum, 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 drum. I love my family, I love my life. And now I live in a coconut tree. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free. Singing with the birds and swinging in the trees. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free. Singing with the birds and swimming in the seas. Love my family, I love my life. Now I live in a coconut tree. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free. Singing with the birds and swimming in the sea. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free. Singing with the birds and swimming in the sea. 
Every day I love my life a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Every day I love my life a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. The past is history, the future a mystery, the present reality, that's where we are. This is just a song about the rainbow people, this is just a song about freedom. This is just a song about the rainbow people, this is just a song about freedom. Freedom, 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 freedom. I love my family, I love my life, and now I live in a coconut tree. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free, singing with the birds and swimming in the sea. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free, singing with the birds and swimming in the sea. Love my family, I love my life, and now I live in a coconut tree. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free, singing with the birds and swimming in the sea. It's good, it's good, it's good to be free, singing with the birds and swimming in the sea. Every day I love my life a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Every day I love my life a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. The past is history, the future a mystery, the present reality, that's where we are. This is just a song about the rainbow people. This is just a song about freedom. This is just a song about the rainbow people. This is just a song about freedom. Freedom, 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 freedom. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Could be me or could be you. Could be a brother or a sister too. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Trying to come home. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Could be me or it could be you. Could be a brother or a sister too. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Trying to come home. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Could be me or it could be you. Could be a brother or a sister too. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Trying to come home. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. 
Could be me or it could be you. Could be a brother or a sister too. Could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. Trying to come home. Children of the earth tribe, rise up. Children of the earth tribe, rise up now. Children of the earth tribe, rise up. Children of the earth tribe, rise up now. Some say, namaste. Some say, ahomatakweyase. Some say, om. Some say, shalom. We all call Mother Earth our home. Respect her. Protect her. Please don't neglect her. Respect her. Protect her. Please don't neglect her. Children of the earth tribe, rise up. Children of the earth tribe, rise up now. Children of the earth tribe, rise up. Children of the earth tribe, rise up now. Some say, namaste. Some say, ahomatakweyase. Some say, om. Some say, shalom. We all call Mother Earth our home. Respect her. Protect her. Please don't neglect her. Respect her. Protect her. Please don't neglect her. Children of the earth tribe, rise up. Children of the earth tribe, rise up now. Children of the earth tribe, rise up. Children of the earth tribe, rise up now. Some say namaste. Some say ahomatakweyase. Some say home. Some say shalom. We all call Mother Earth our home. Protect her. Respect her. Please don't neglect her. Respect her. Protect her. Please don't neglect her. Holgrove just walked up, and we're going to see if he has a, a story for us. Uh, reminds me of the time in Pennsylvania when uh, we uh, had a guy in the camp who had... Um, he was having a little bit of a problem. He was a nice guy. He, he'd been working hard, but sure, he'd been eating a lot of mushrooms. I mean, it's a pretty natural thing you see in the woods. Some people like to eat a little bit of mushrooms. It mellows them out. You know, but this guy had also, you know, been also really partaking in the uh, the quesadilla kitchen that I think Joe Lynn maybe had at that point. She had a queso kitchen. He was eating a lot of cheese and a lot of mushrooms, and I don't think he was he's really watching him too closely but uh i don't think it'd been a while since he'd had a bowel movement he'd been eating a lot of mushrooms and apparently um this was kind of a hairy fella you know <laughs> who would uh apparently at some point he developed um best way he could sum it up he got shit locks you know he had um been tripping and still going to the shooter but probably not really taking care of himself on a personal level so he developed a a type of barrier that was not allowing his him to actually poop because he had a layer of shitlocks formed on his butt that was preventing um, basically anything from happening. So we had preventing to poop from passing. We had to find a place to you know wash him up, clean him up, and uh, yeah, the guy had a um, an interesting time um, being bathed by a couple of hippies and. Um, really the story of shitlocks really you should um you should wash your ass <laughs> you should wash your ass
Um, but don't be afraid to ask a friend that you may need some help because too hard on the mushrooms you've been too hard on the mushrooms <laughs> the kind of thing that oh my goodness. may only happen in rainbow land that is maybe something that may only happen in um, pennsylvania 2010 yeah. pennsylvania 2010 that was uh that was my first gathering since i was a teenager my first gathering in like six years that was also the gathering that um there was a child born on a bus and bus? on a school bus in Kitty Village. Um, one of the elders there, I think possibly Felipe had a had a had a baby born and I was happened to be asleep in the van beside the bus when the baby was being born. And um, interestingly enough, I was able to meet that girl that was born at the 2018 Georgia gathering and she was there. And I think she was pregnant at that gathering, possibly. That would be Felipe's daughter, I believe. So I've been able to see a couple generations. That 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 sister um, is actually one of the first people I ever met at a rainbow gathering. But I was sixteen and she was thirteen, and yes. we were at the California gathering, and I was hanging out with my dad, and she was hanging out with him and and our mutual friend Stacy that she knew, mm -hmm. and. Uh, it was so funny. We were walking down the trail, and she would greet everybody by name and give everybody hugs. And I was just—it was my first gathering since I was a baby, so I was just baffled at how she knew so many people. It was my first national. <laughs> and she, she was like, "Don't worry, keep coming back, and you'll know everybody too." Mm -hmm. And she was right. <laughs> Wait a second. What else do you remember from that Pennsylvania gathering? Well, no one can forget uh, Bitch Mountain. Ooh, Bitch Mountain, what's that about? Uh, Blue, had, uh, Blue had a pancake kitchen on top, and um, there was this massive hill that went straight up to the top of Blue's, and we carried him buckets of water, and he fried everything in pancake butter for two straight weeks until he realized that you can't deep fry gummy bears. Can't you? It, yeah. It, it does something and it makes it You like... must have to wrap them in a, a thicker dough rather than just dip them in pancake mm -hmm. batter, right? Yeah, it, if you wrapped them in biscuit dough. Maybe it's something mm. that has to be frozen, frozen mm. fried. Sounds like a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, that gathering, uh, Death Camp was still kind of ending their run. It possibly. was the Death Camp Great Last Stand. You know, they. Oh, there was a couple kids, you know, uh, playing in the playing in the trails. That uh, definitely Death Camp had a camp set up. They were um, a thing, mm -hmm. and uh, all one family. Yeah, all you one know. family. Um, family. They were they were friends of fat kids, and I believe camped up next to them. And and they were uh, friends of Iris too. Uh huh. We Iris were actually uh, good and good with them. Cause oh of them. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was the year that uh, uh, the Death Campers, someone had, had, had managed to manifest them a trumpet, yeah. and, and they came into the main circle during the silent meditation playing the trumpet and yelling and screaming, and, and, then, and then somehow they managed to get ushered off to the side, but then they came back at around noon when people were about to do the thing, yeah. and they came in, and I think they had a video camera maybe in the trumpet too, and they were yelling and screaming things like, put your clothes on, you're all a bunch of perverts and weirdos, hippies. And uh, started getting in people's faces, and then finally, I think someone lost their temper and tackled Savannah, who was 17, and like the ringleader of the children. Mm 
And then there was a big old pile up. People tried to get him off of each other. Vermin Supreme got caught in the melee. You can, you can actually, see him in the video on YouTube. You can actually see counsel on YouTube of, of these things. If you look up Rainbow Gatherings on YouTube, you'll find these videos of the aftermath of that. Yeah, they I mean, had a big the, death camp council yeah, and somebody videotaped it. You mm -hmm. can see a lot of the rainbow who's who kind of wandering around in the background watching. Mm -hmm. Butterfly Bill's wandering around in there paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't at that gathering. But after that, the, the meme kind of waned down. Like, some of those kids still come, you know, but it's not a death camp thing anymore. They're all grown up. It's funny because sometimes people who want to, like, act like they know what's up at Rainbow say, like, and they even have these awful kids in this death camp, and, uh -huh. and people are like, bro, you don't that was anything. 11 years ago. Like, you have no idea who those kids yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were just playing games. Yeah. They were just all they were They loved all, encouraging they, the silly yeah. rumors about themselves they because did. it just it increased their <laughs> mystique and their fear. Yeah, yeah, people feared them. Yeah. And ping pong in the woods. <laughs> we can't forget the ping pong table, right? Ping oh, pong I didn't in the see woods. that. There was a ping pong table. Yeah. Uh, a couple of guys uh, they brought a ping pong table in. There's definitely My ping pong. My first nationals was um so I've done New Mexico Nationals. That was my first Nationals. Fucking magical. My second Nationals was Montana, but it was pre-seed camp. It wasn't really during the gathering. I kind of came in for seed camp and left out before the gathering started. And then as my third one was the Oregon Nationals, which I refer to as the norovirus gathering. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, instead of hearing drums all night into the woods, you hear the musical trumpets of people spewing from both ends. I was lucky enough to do that whole gathering through without catching the bug. Oh, you're so lucky. They came and dug a shitter, like, right next to my tent. Hmm. Like, and people weren't making it all the way to the shitter. Oh, man. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing that, like, I don't understand about how, how I, I don't know. I was very impressed with how they vocalized where the people get, were getting sick from. Like, people were going around and just, like, uh, just asking questions, interviewing everyone, where have you eaten, where blah, 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 are you feeling ill, and once you were ill, what kitchens were you eating from, what did you eat? I think Info where and Calm go? were trying to coordinate on they collecting were, that info. They were so good at collecting that information. They were extremely vigilant about that. Like, if, if they had done that with this pandemic shit, that would have been far more, like, you know... Well, that's what I'm saying. It weirds me out that people were so dismissive of the fact that we could have a super spreader or contagion event out in the woods. Like, man, we can't even keep a hold of our regular viruses. Yeah, norovirus is, I think, the fastest spreading virus. Ooh. The fastest spreading that's like, you can keep getting recontaminated, reinfected, so you can get better. And it could be a 12-hour bug or a 36-hour bug, or it could be something that you keep reinfecting and you're sick for, like, two weeks, mm -hmm. you know? That's how I got Cole Grove sick. He didn't even attend that gathering. He was off at the Oregon Country Fair, and he let me use his house to sterilize my car, take a shower, clean up, sleep, and I still didn't disinfect his house well enough for mm -hmm. walking into his house, so he ended up getting wow. sick. Yeah, it's like... And I tried to disinfect, you know, like I washed it. Yeah, it was, it, did, it was bad. Did you stay for like even the 1st of July or were you out before then? I was out before main day. I, I had gotten so sick and I had a, a diabetic insulin dependent cat with me too. So I had to hike out 
for ice every other day uh-huh. and then while I was sick I wasn't able to keep down any food so I was like I need to reanalyze this situation before I can't get out of the woods and someone has to carry me out so I hiked everything out while I still had just enough energy mm-hmm. you know like I had really no energy I had driven 20 minutes from the gathering away from everyone to uh to get better you know and then once I felt better I was like okay now let's go sterilize everything right yeah. Oregon was like one of the last medium big gatherings we had before a population decline of sorts. I think in Oregon we had 10 or 11,000 people. And then after that, you know, then it was Georgia and it was only like six or 8,000 people. And then we had Wisconsin, which was like under 5,000 people. And then, of course, we had 2020, which was a special case and it was definitely under 1,000. And then this year we've got this prismatic explosion of gatherings all over. And mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what the populations will be because people's guesses are all over the map mm-hmm. 50 especially, 100 1000 5000 yeah yeah Who especially knows? since there's such tiny gatherings all over mm-hmm. you know so many all at once i don't want to say they're all tiny gatherings but it's basically like regionals in every state is that no that was i mean that would be awesome and i think maybe some people in every state might have some people over for the fourth of july to try and do their part but as far as i know at this time of recording which by the way is thursday like june 17th um we know that there is a northeast prism in pennsylvania and we know that there is a northwest prism in idaho and we know that there is a southwest prism in New Mexico or Arizona, also known to some people as the annual Rainbow Gathering. And we are hearing rumors that perhaps there will be a southeast prism as well, completing the four corners. And I have heard, and we will find out, um, that there might be a California thing with a Rainbow Crystal Kitchen kind of a a little uh, happening, and I don't know whether it's being called a gathering or not. And there might be another couple of small things that I haven't heard about yet that are forming small last minute. But like the the three largest ones are definitely the three points of the triangle, the 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 southeast, the the sorry, the northeast, the northwest, and the southwest. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad model forward either way, you know. I've heard people suggest it for a long time. I personally think that this really should be a one-off. Because if we go to having separate gatherings simultaneously, we can have smaller, more intimate ones. But every time there's a f- four gatherings to choose from, you have to choose three quarters of your friends not to go camp with. That's very true. And that's true. rough. That's very true. I still end up having to drive cross country because my, my favorite family and gatherings are this size. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's just because based on my experiences of West Coast gatherings. You know? Like... They all have the potential to create a great, functional, healthy environment. But right now, it just seems like the West Coast has too much fuckery between the needles, the stealing, the violence. I I don't know. I don't know. Dosing people out of some weird place of judgment. I feel you like know, there's an like, ebb and flow know. in that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, like last know. time I went to Haight-Ashbury, I was talking with some of the kids and they were like, no, things are really sweet out here right now. Mm-hmm. Like we have like 
a respectful relationship with the Fillmores and we have kind of like no problems with with the scum fucks and like like the the balance of the the street kids on the streets of San Francisco are like balanced and peaceful right now and everyone's okay. kind of got each other's backs. I was speaking specifically Rainbow Gatherings. I, but I'm talking so. about things that have a lot of crossover in the subculture there community. Is. There's a lot of crossover, like you know, sure. and and the the, the Hate Ashbury Street kids are a lot of deadheads and a lot of the people that I see at Rainbow too, and these are the people that are like filling me in on this gossip when I see them on Hate and stuff. Okay. And and I definitely feel like the the um the fuckery of some of the Rainbow Underground definitely covers it ebbs and waves, and I think that we've gotten kind of muted in the last year because everyone's had to kind of chill. There's not been big things, and so, like, everyone's kind of put their stuff to the side a little bit. I mean, also, you know more when you're full-time on the road, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. when I was traveling a lot more, I heard a lot more about the, the horror stories and the love stories, and now I'm kind of out of the loop. Yeah. I mean, when I go to a West Coast gathering, I'm, like, thinking, okay, do I need to carry some gasoline extra in case someone siphons my tank? Because oh, I've never been at that. a West Coast gathering and seen that happen. Oregon again. Huh. Oregon. Wow. My first year traveling, there was an Oregon gathering, and we were the kitchen. So we did clean up, mm -hmm. and we made sure everyone got out of the gathering well. Well, one of the last cars that left kind of gave us a little suck without our knowledge. I mean, we would have totally given them fucking gas, you know, like totally, you know, like, but... They Wild. sucked us down to nothing, like to nothing, nothing. They left us nothing. We literally like put the car in neutral the whole way, the whole way. I do know that when I was that when I was traveling full time and driving to regionals, I always made sure to bring a five gallon jug full of gasoline because there was somebody that needed it within someone, the first three yeah, days. Yeah, someone that's gonna need it. Yeah, yeah. So some of these gatherings just aren't very well focalized, you know. So when you get these things that aren't really focalized well, there's, they don't really have the magic hat that ensures people can get in and out of the woods without being taxing on the community surrounding it. I see an interesting you know? contrast between the sort of the East and the Western gathering circuits. The Eastern gathering circuits have a lot more long-time and local and permanent family and a lot more long-time permanent infrastructure and organization but that comes with a little bit of stagnancy and people getting older and not being replaced by young blood so much so that these gatherings are like small, intimate, homey, and maybe like a little bit less like active things are happening and like wild things are getting like innovated. Whereas on the West Coast, there's a lot more traveler energy coming from all directions and across states. There's and less nationals, permanent infrastructure. Nationals brings in all of the knowledge from around the country uh -huh. and brings in workshops and interactive camps and all sorts of least. like you know at least like when i did nationals mm -hmm. like new mexico like that one and even even montana and oregon like i saw the workshops and the guided nature walks on how to uh, identifying certain species and things like that but at the regionals i don't really see that as much you know but at nationals, it's like mm -hmm. where everyone brings all of their knowledge together and all of their gifts together and just goes more abundant than we would at nationals. You On know? the West Coast, I see a lot more of the people that do the traveling circuit. And it sort of makes sense because that traveling circuit focuses a lot on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Like 
in the fall, people do work in the cannabis industry because it's mm -hmm. harvest season. Mm -hmm. In the winter, people go to the gem shows in Tucson and Quartzsite in Arizona. And so there's this sort of natural rainbow trail for the nomadic people. You know, you, you start with black sheep in December in Southern California and then move over to yeah. Arizona, do the gem shows, then go to Love Gathering and then move east and do the, the Earth Day thing in New Mexico. And then, you know, in the summer, there's like a Oregon June thing and then wherever the annual gathering is. And then usually like a fall, like September time Washington thing. And so you see a lot more of like the kitchen buses, fat kids, stock pot, like showing up and doing those gatherings, whether or not they live in the region as, as sort of like the moving infrastructure for that kind of circuit. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting.